0: Talk Back Matters from The Salvos.
1: When you look back on your life, do you get the feeling, how did I ever end up going down that road or going down this road? Andy shares the road that he went on after being interfered with as a child by a neighbour and after physical abuse by his father and the fantastic way that he was rescued.
0: I think through my 20s, I started to drink. I started to drink myself. I started at around 16, 17. Really. And so that became a, you know, that became a, it was a coping mechanism even then. Yeah. But I was in a relationship with the girl that became my wife. And she sort of, she sort of mothered me right up until I was about 28. Wow. Uh, she sort of kept me safe and she knew we'd been friends for a long time. And she knew what had sort of gone on for me as a kid. And she was, she was an amazing person. She just um, looked after me, and 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 I we just managed, you know. So where did the turnaround come? When I when we separated, when I was twenty eight. How? Um, my my drinking had got out sort of out of hand, and right. Um, I chose to. Well, we had two little kids, um, and I chose to leave so that they could have a better life. Yeah. Um, and. And so that she could, you know, basically have find someone better, or what I this is what I thought, you know, find someone better and what she deserved. And because um, I knew I was about, I, I guess deep down inside, I knew I was I was about to spiral out of control, which happened, and and um, and that kind of happened then from twenty eight through until I finally stopped thinking.
1: What was it that enabled you to stop?
0: Uh, what, yeah, um, so when I was, uh, I think I was 40, 41, um, I, I woke up, I woke up in the prison cells and, um, I was pretty much broken. Um, In a prison cell? Yeah, I woke up one morning. What happened? Sunday morning in in a, in a prison cell and I'd, I'd been, um, I'd been on the booze really, really heavily for three days. Yeah. And didn't really have any uh, memory of what had gone on for three days. And I committed crime, and I had done all sorts of horrible things. Really? And um, yeah, so I woke up in the prison cell, so, and um, uh, I was pretty much, as I said, I, I didn't, I didn't care much for myself at the time. Um, didn't really care whether I lived or died. And I just, I expected to be sent to Melbourne, to spend time in prison. I was interviewed and released, um, pending the court date, and, um, I, before I, while I was in the prison cell, I prayed and I said, um, <laughs> I prayed and I said to God, can you please take drugs and alcohol away from me, and never going to let it return, yeah. and, um, I, although I didn't feel all that worthy of God's love at the time, um, Amazingly enough, he, he he still had enough time for me, and he made that happen, and and it's still the same today, three and a half years later.
1: That's extraordinary. It is extraordinary. We're talking to Andy about his story. How can you explain it? Did you just not desire it anymore? Um.
0: Yeah. Look, if if I tell people that, they find that very hard to believe. Um. But um, I'm not going to say that there was there's not moments when Throughout that three and a half years, where I haven't thought a drink or a drug would be good, but I basically, from that moment on, um, I never really desired drugs or alcohol again. Yes. Uh, today, um, I we have a, a, a rehab here in Bendigo. Um, it's a residential rehab, and we usually have young people between eighteen and thirty five yeah. um, spend eight weeks with us pregnant and I'm fortunate enough to be one of the staff members that work do shift work. Um and I I basically support the young people in their beginning of their recovery and then hopefully, you know, through that eight weeks help um, through my own experience a little bit as well. Um, help them um get on the right track and and then to when they when they leave to be able to sort of move on and and not be in trouble with the law and not use drugs, get their children back. There's a whole heap of stuff that we do. Wow. um, Which is pretty amazing, yeah, considering where I've been, yeah. yeah.
1: That's amazing, man, and I'm sure that they are so glad you're there.
0: Well, yeah, they they do tend to think that um, I have, you know, my own experiences help me as a worker, I think. And they know that I, I I guess I've got a bit of an understanding of where they've been and yeah. through my own journey as well yeah um yeah. definitely
1: well if they don't under if they don't uh, appreciate it fully now they certainly will when they're when they're dry
0: yeah and it's an ama- it's an amazing thing when watching someone when they do have that realization yeah um, you know it just strengthens my recovery every day that I go to work um, being able to help someone and the the one thing I found, you know, a, a couple of days after I came out of um, out of that prison cell, um, you know, I, it was early one morning. I was at the front doors of um, the Salvation Army at Gravel Hill. Um, I'd only been sober two or three days, um, and I was at the. I came to the. I was so nervous, but um, I went in and uh, sat down. With the, with the people that work in AAD services up at Gravel Hill, and they, from there on, you know, they just looked after me and um, helped me get sober, stay sober, and and then obviously now it's my turn to help someone else. So for me, that you know that that part alone is is pretty much amazing. You know, the fact that that has happened, um, the care and the love that the salvos gave me. I'm now able to, hopefully, now able to do it for others. So.
1: That's Andy, who now helps drug and alcohol-affected young adults in Bendigo at the Salvos Residential Rehab there.